Hello and welcome to this episode of I Definitely Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I'm just going to talk about what's going on with this COVID-19 better known as the coronavirus. So the big question is this, how are parents like us who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where Today I'm going to be talking about the coronavirus or COVID-19 and I've been thinking about doing this one for a, a couple of days, didn't have any particular idea or thought around what I would say, so just know this is like most of my podcast episodes, 100% straight from the heart and just my thoughts, uh, just like I tell you guys I don't know jack about parenting. You know, how much could I possibly know about this, uh, this pandemic, other than what's on the news and what I'm experiencing? So I'm just going to share with you my observations and some thoughts around this and the opportunity that it presents to you as a parent. So, I, you know, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook, I am, uh, but but I also work from home, right, which gives me a, a little bit more of an interesting perspective because I don't have to go out to the general public and see the panic, but I, where on Instagram and Facebook, it's usually all this happiness and frill and, and everything's okay and look how wonderful my life is when we all know that that isn't necessarily the truth. Um, but now we're getting the opposite where we're seeing panic and people are homeschooling and I'm in a couple Facebook groups with the parents of my school, uh, for the classrooms where we've communicated for years. Um, and I'm seeing the panic. I'm seeing, I don't know how to homeschool. I'm seeing I'm not good at this. Thank goodness for our teachers and everything that they do. Uh, and I'm, and, and, and yes, although I'm thankful for everything our teachers do, they don't have the challenge of the closeness that our children have with us. Children don't know their buttons to push. Children don't know what they can get away with with the teachers day one. It takes time and an evolution of a school year and then they change teachers. <laughs> They're stuck with us parents and Seriously, there's a level of uncertainty and panic in all of us parents and lack of confidence in an area of homeschooling, which brings a level of anxiety in addition to the fact that we're dealing with this pandemic and some people are worried about putting a meal on the table. Some people are worried about paying the mortgage, paying the rent, like work just told me they're closing. This is happening for millions upon millions of people. 
and in the and the uncertainty that surrounds anything can bring a level of anxiety for anyone I'll, I'll give an example of this my son had a half day just last week before this all started and I said oh it's only a half day of school that morning and he says yeah but half days seem longer to me dad I said what do you mean they seem longer he goes on a regular day I know we got 40 minutes of this and then a half hour of this and then I go to specials and then after specials I do lunch and then after lunch we go to recess and then after recess we come back and, and I, I switch from Spanish class to English class. He goes, I know everything that's happening and how much time but on these half days that we don't have that often, I, I, I just don't know what the schedule is and it just seems like a longer day for me. Think about that. That's from a kid telling the truth to his father. And I said, I understand because he's a creature of habit because we've always had him on schedule since the day he was born. So what does that tell you as a parent? All these children crave, especially those who have been on strict schedules, they crave scheduling. They crave certainty. So my wife is home. I just ran out for something. Um, and my son at eight o'clock this morning knew he had to be on the computer, started doing schoolwork. From eight to nine, he has to do from some schoolwork. Then he gets a half hour break. He can play some video games, he can read a book, he can watch a little television. But then from 9.30 to 10.30, he goes back and he has to do some reading, right? And then at 10.40 is his lunchtime, because that's his lunchtime at school. Listen to what I'm saying here, parents. We've created the same schedule. And I asked him, what's your schedule at school? Because just last week, I listened to him. Just last week, he told me, when he's off his schedule, it's a very long day. And then after lunch, he gets recess. So I've allowed him at 11.20, to go outside for 40 minutes. Then he comes back in and he has another hour of work to do. And that's been enough time over these first few days of him being home for him to finish his work. Luckily, I work from home. But many of you at this point are either working from home or there's just no work for you to go to and you, don't, you can't work remotely. So what did that look like the last few days for us? I brought him up to the elementary school where there's nobody. And we started hitting baseballs on the field. And we recognized that there was some nets missing on the hoops. I said, hey, wouldn't it be nice when you guys come back to school if there were nets on these? Yeah. So I ordered some from Amazon and we went back and we put the nets on a couple days after that. And then we noticed on a main road close to our home, there was a lot of garbage and trash on the streets. So I said, hey, let's do some community service. We're not supposed to be near people. Didn't you see all that trash the other day? He says, yeah. I said, do you wanna pick it up? He's like, I think we should. So we went and picked up the trash and there was so much trash that we saved some for the next day. And we still have some for today. What can you do? Imagine if 300 million people went up and picked one bag of trash, how much cleaner our country would be. Now they don't want us all out at the same time. And I, I guarantee you less than 
a fraction of a percent of the people would even take that suggestion, you're gonna get a little stir crazy here in the next few days. They need us in for two weeks. I've been fortunate enough to experience hurricane aftermath, you know, five, seven days without power uh, and what that does to people when they don't know what to do. Personally, I've always kept busy because that serves me to be feeling as though I'm contributing to something. So picking up trash for me and my son, which it became like a treasure hunt for me. He's like, there's gotta be something over here. I feel it. He found like a bottle that's been buried for, you know, uh, two, three years. You know, he, we made it fun. It wasn't just picking up trash. It was like, how many bottles can we get versus cans? How many pieces of paper, you know, versus plastic? Then we started doing a math lesson and we started counting. And there was 152 pieces of trash in a very small area, which equaled one trash bag. I said, but what if 300 million people picked up 150 plus pieces of garbage? How many pieces of that? And he's like, whoa, and we got the calculator when we got home. And he's like, whoa. I was like, yeah, how cool is that? We did our part. We'll continue to do our part for those who can't do their part. Uh, whether they're sick in hospital beds or whatever. Let's just make this a routine. Are, are you in? He's like, I'm in, Dad. This is fun. We brought gloves out. We washed our hands. What I'm saying to you as parents, and this is what I'm gaining from this, is I literally put a post on Instagram. And look, I, and, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know jack about parenting. I'm winging it just like everybody else. But I actually thanked this COVID-19 for allowing me more time with my boys because I read a statistic a couple years ago it said something like 90% of all the time we will ever spend with our kids is when they're under our roof and once they go off to 18 years old right we have them every single day for the most part until they're 18 and once they're 18 hopefully they go off to college <clears throat> or they become independent enough that they want to go out into the world and, and and be a member of it. And not that they don't want to stay at home, but they want to be their own independent individual. This is my, this is my wish for my kids. And they want to start their life and they want to do it on their own two feet. So whether they go off to college or they're an entrepreneur or whatever the case may be, when they leave at 18, say they go somewhere to college, that freshman year, they're gonna look forward to coming back on Thanksgiving and Christmas because they don't have a lot of friends yet. But after that, after that first spring break where they don't come home, and then that next year they're like, hey, I'm going to my girlfriend's house. I got boys, right? I'm going to my girlfriend's house to meet her family for Thanksgiving. And then for Christmas, he liked Thanksgiving so much. And then it's like, hey, mom, I'm going to Mexico for Mom, Dad, I'm going to Mexico for spring break. Sorry, I haven't made it back yet. But can you send me some money? Ninety percent of all the time we're ever going to get with our kids is when they're under our roof. COVID-19 is giving me more precious moments to appreciate, to enjoy, to laugh, to scavenger hunt for garbage.
and I'm watching Facebook parents panicking that they don't know how to do third grade math. Hey, you know how to do third grade math. But you're panicked about the stuff around. And if I had any advice to any of the parents today, it would be this. Stay as present as you can because you cannot control tomorrow. We, we, we got enough burden today. Like we have enough to handle today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Stay as present as you can with those kids. Enjoy them. Enjoy their laugh, their smile. Because the math will take care of itself. They're, they're not going to get dumb in a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Who knows how long this is going to last. But what we don't want them to get is frustrated and agitated at mom and dad. So much that they want to go back to school. So embrace them. Embrace this time. Yes, get the schoolwork done. But can we do it in a fun way? Can we do it in a schedule? And can we make the rest of the day? This is an opportunity for those of us who need to cook more. To pull out some recipes. And say, hey, you want to learn how to cook? Because we're always so busy. Listen to me, this is my household too. We're always so busy, I don't always take the time to teach you how to cook. Do you want to learn how to use a knife? You're nine years old. Do you want to learn how to whisk an egg? Do you want to learn how to use the blender? Because we have time. We have nothing but time on our side and that has been our greatest enemy in this country. And we are gifted with a minimum of two weeks to empower, to impact, to engage with our children, parents. Look, I don't know jack about parenting, but I know kids absolutely love us and trust us and they want time with us. And we got this crazy little thing called COVID-19 that is gifting us at least two weeks. So many people say, I wish I could just stay at home and be with my kids. And now that we have it, we're worried about math problems and English assignments. Don't. That will all come. Spend time with your kids. Don't get frustrated with that. Don't focus on what's unimportant. And what's unimportant in the grand scheme of things is if they got their homework done. You're not a homeschooler, you're a parent. I suggest you parent first and homeschool second. Do what becomes, do what is most natural to you and find comfort in that. Best part of my day, every day before this and after this has been when my boys jump on me and snuggle with me first thing in the morning. Usually the first one's up, the, the baby's up. He says, sit down, daddy, sit down, daddy, on the couch, and we snuggle. And then usually my other son gets up a little bit after him because he's an early morning riser. And he lays on top of me, and then his brother lays on top of him. And then we just snuggle for like 10 minutes. I wish every parent took the time 
to do that. It didn't rush through our day. Even if it meant getting up 10 minutes early to do so. Those are my thoughts. I almost want to apologize for the long podcast. Because this is longer than normal. But I think it's time to slow down and enjoy our kids. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.